Hello and welcome to Messages at BBC. In these messages, you'll hear from professors, staff, guest speakers, as well as students. These messages were spoken and recorded on campus at Boise Bible College. If you'd like to check out Boise Bible College, please see our website at boisebible.edu. Two weeks ago today, I was actually sitting in a restaurant with uh, Mariana. She's in the picture. A brilliant young um, missionary in Mexico City. So we're having lunch, and about partway through, I, I need to use the restroom. So I get up, go to the restroom, and I met with two doors. One with an M, the other with an H. <laughs> I assume men, M stands for men, and I go in. That's when I learned that in Mexico, I am a hombre. (laughs) And ladies are mujeres. (laughs) Being a foreigner means making mistakes. Uh, We can all easily pick out foreigners in our own country because they make mistakes. They look different, they eat different, they act different, they even smell different. My dad is a foreigner in Zimbabwe. I love my dad, but he is just different. <laughs> Growing up, I used to tease him incessantly because he would, he would butcher the names of my friends, people like uh, Bertus Fulyun and Tatinda uh, Tasananguru and Thelani Marachle, like easy names to pronounce. He would just butcher them. <laughs> it, was, it was embarrassing. As a teenager, I hated it. Um, And I couldn't understand why he couldn't be like everybody else. Why was my dad so strange and awkward? My father is a wise man. He often warned me that someday, far off in the future, I would move to a distant country where I would be the one who looked and acted and sounded weird and people would make fun of me. He was not wrong. This morning, we're in the book of 1 Peter. Peter's talking to people that he labels in verse 1 as foreigners and exiles. Dr. John Whitaker shared with us last week that these people are foreigners because they're living in light of eternity. They're living for heaven. As a result of this, these people are going to look and act and sound different. In chapter 2, verse 9, Peter gives this heaven-bound group of people their identity in Christ. In verse 9, he says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special position. The King James Version changes those last two words to peculiar people. To be peculiar is to stand out, kind of like a six foot three, pasty white American in a remote African country. The foreigners uh, Peter is talking to are peculiar people. As Jesus' followers in America today, we're called to do the same thing. Peter tells us to be noticeable in our faith, to be proudly different and to stand out as strangers, as God's peculiar people. In verses 9 through 12, Peter outlines three ways that we, as God's people, live in our new identity found in Christ. He starts halfway through verse 9. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. 
Once you were not a people of God, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. The first way that we live different as God's people is that we praise God. What does it mean to praise God? Mark and Alan Black, uh, two scholars, pointed out that to praise God, really, you could substitute mighty acts into this verse. If you read it that way, it'd say, that you may declare the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness. To praise God is to talk about him, to proclaim him, to boast about what God has done in history and what he has done in our own lives. So when I was in preschool, I got into a fight with a girl uh, we were exchanging words, and she used a typical threat. She said, uh, Trent, I'm going to call my dad. He's big and tough. He's going to come sort you out. Uh, and I, <laughs> I thought through this, thre- this threat, and I upped her a notch. I said, well, I'll go call my grandma. <laughs> my grandma will sort you out. <laughs> my grandma's actually here today, and you'll see that she's a formidable character. <laughs> uh, definitely someone you don't want to my grandma. In my five-year-old eyes, she was a force to be reckoned with. To praise God means to fearlessly stand out as different by putting faith in the power of our God. We see a great example of this in the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they're speaking to the king of Babylon, the king of the empire of the world, actually. O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we're thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship that gold statue you set up. These three men fearlessly proclaimed the praises of God at the risk of being tortured to death by fire. In the same way, we stand out as abnormal in society, and we do this because we're living in light of eternity. We're living for heaven. Your praise for God will make you stand out as different. Proclaiming the truth of God will make you feel uncomfortable. It could bring pain and it could bring heartbreak and suffering. In a moment, I'm gonna ask you to participate in a little activity because I think that to passionately and truthfully praise God, we need to really remember who we were before he saved us. So if you pull up uh, verse nine, I'm gonna need your input here. We're gonna reverse verse nine. So I want you to give me, just shout out quickly, the opposites of the words that I have underlined. We're gonna start with the word chosen. What is the opposite of being the chosen people of God? Rejected, Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. What is the opposite of being royal? Peasant, I like that, yeah, that's good. What about holy, profane, any others? Sinful, yeah, filthy, dirty. What about special possessions? Ordinary, Mm -hmm. this is who we were, this is who we all were before Christ saved us. 
BBC, do we know this? I was a rejected, unworthy, filthy, useless object before Christ met me. He called me out of a dark and morbid past and gave me a new life with him as his peculiar people. We naturally praise God as an overflow of our identity found in Jesus Christ. Peter moves on in verse 11 to show us the second way that we live as God's people. He says, Beloved, I urge you as foreigners and strangers to abstain from fleshly lusts which wage war against the soul. The second way that we as God's people stand out as different is by abstaining from fleshly lusts. Scholars tell us that the words fleshly lust could be interpreted as natural impulses. So what Peter is saying is that natural human desires are actually not good, they're evil. They're self-centered, deceitful, and they're actually sending a person to hell. We hear a very different message in society today. We hear that to be happy, to be fulfilled, you need to give in to your desires. That is who you are, and you will find fulfillment and meaning in just being yourself. God's people live differently. They look to God in heaven as a natural response to their identity found in Christ, and they refuse to give in to the natural human impulses around us. This act of submitting our passions to God affects every single area of our lives because we're no longer living to please ourselves. I am no longer living to please myself. Instead, we choose daily to submit our desires to God. The most obvious um, arena of desire that comes to mind is our sexuality as human beings. Scripture is consistent and specific in its commands to both men and women about how to live a sexually pure life that honors God. God repeatedly tells men, he tells me to be self-controlled in my sexuality. He says that men are to honor women as equally valued members of God's family, as God's daughters. Married men are to love their wives as God loved the church and gave himself up for her. Men, this is our identity in Jesus Christ. Scripture also has a very consistent message to the ladies regarding their sexuality. Peter talks about this in chapter 3. He says that God's special people, God's chosen daughters of the kingdom, are to live differently by dressing modestly. Jesus wants Christian ladies not to be like everyone else. The society around us is finding attention through showing off the physical body, by gaining attention in those means. Peter, inspired by the Holy Spirit of God, says, that's not the way my daughters live. God's chosen daughters live differently. They let their beauty come from a life of good deeds and submission to God. If you want to live differently, just live like that. You will be noticed when you submit your desires to God. Now, up to this point, Peter hasn't actually given us a single command. He hasn't told us to do anything. He's only reminding us of who we already are in Christ Jesus. God's people don't give in to lustful thoughts. That's not who we are. 
whatever we do, whatever you do, can I just say this? Don't go on living in lust. Don't go on giving into it and pretending to be a part of God's people. Peter's words are desperately clear. These lustful desires that we have are fighting a war against your very soul, pretending to be God's chosen people while you give in is not doing you any favors. Rebel against the norm by abstaining from lustful desires. Choose daily to live in your new identity as God's chosen people. God loves you and he has chosen to give you to chosen you to live differently as his peculiar people. We stand out as unique in society by not giving in to our natural desires. Peter goes on to the third way that we will look different in verse 12. He says, live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. The third way we live differently is by doing good deeds. Now that is super helpful, Peter, thank you. Good deeds, like, go do that. Um, Peter hasn't given us a single command, but starting verse 13, he gives specific instructions about what these good deeds will look like. It's ironic because many of the accusations that these Christians Peter's talking to are problems that we are definitely struggling with here in America. In verse 13, Peter tells God's peculiar people to stand out as different by their good deeds by submitting to the government. It is normal for people to rebel against the government. We've been doing it since the Garden of Eden. We rebelled against the authority of God and we've been continuing that. God's people stand out as different by being peaceful and by submitting to the governing authorities. Peter goes on and says that another way that will stand out in our good deeds is when slaves submit to their masters. Most scholars agree this uh, instruction can be applied today to our employer-employee relationships. So Peter says, if you wanna do good deeds, start by submitting to your boss. Do what your boss says, that's gonna make you stand out, it's different. And he even says in verse 19, he tells these slaves, it is commendable if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of God. And he skips down to verse 21. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. Submitting could result in suffering. And that's good because you're becoming more like Jesus. Lastly, Peter says that godly wives should stand out in their good deeds by submitting to pagan husbands. Peter's hope is that their beautiful act of submission to their husbands will actually glorify God and hopefully bring their husbands to know Jesus. We don't have a very good view of submission in the United States. We often associate that word with weakness or cowardliness or surrender. To submit means to willingly put yourself underneath the authority of someone else. 
This is an abnormal action for people to take. The normal reaction, my normal reaction is, I want life my way, Lord. I want to do what I want. Screw the authorities. That's not how peculiar people live. That's not how God's chosen people live. God's people proudly stand out as different by submitting themselves to those in authority. This is who we are. We are God's chosen people. This morning, Peter has mentioned three areas that lovers of Jesus Christ will naturally stand out as peculiar in society. God's people will praise him. To praise God is to proclaim, to boast about, to talk about him. God's people will abstain from sinful, lustful thoughts. And God's people live out good deeds by submitting themselves to those in authority. BBC, this is who we are. God has chosen you. He's chosen me as his special people, his chosen people, his royal priesthood. Do you know this? Do you realize the significance of this in your life? The moment you gave your life to God, you were given this new identity. You joined the family of God. You don't have to earn it. This is just who you are. Last summer, I was blessed to be able to go home for six weeks. It was, uh, I, I love going home. I feel comfortable. It's the people that I know, the people I, was, I grew up with. Um, being with my parents. I watched my old rugby team go on to become the best team in the nation. They beat um, Prince Edward. I was so proud. <laughs> Most people were glad to see me, but some of them made a comment that was slightly offensive, disturbing. After talking, they said, Trent, bro, we noticed that you're, uh, bro, you're losing your accent, man. You're sounding just like a Yankee. Come on, what's going on? You can't do this, Trent. You're Zimbabwean. <laughs> it turns out that my dad was right. Now, when I'm in America, I am a Zimbabwean, and when I am in Zimbabwe, I am an American. <laughs> I don't belong in either country. I'm a stranger. None of us belong here in Boise, Idaho. The United States is not our home. We speak the language of heaven. And we're going to sound weird. Those bent towards heaven will look foreign and strange on this earth because this is not where we belong. When your love for Jesus makes you stand out as different, know that you're doing something right. This is who you are. Live in your identity as God's peculiar people, his chosen people. Would you pray with me? Oh, Father, why you love us, why you chose us is a mystery to me. All I see is that you did and you do. We're so, we are so thankful Holy Spirit, you know that we have a tendency to wander. Please give us power. Please enable us to live in this new identity as your people. Please help us to live a life of praise. Please help us to 
not give in to our lustful desires and to live out good deeds by submitting to those in authority. We do this all for your glory. It is in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening today. Boise Bible College exists to raise up leaders for the church, where we value scholarship, humility, innovation, and community. For more information about Boise Bible College, please see boisebible.edu.